Shalom Mishpocha. Shalom, family. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word. It means family. <laughs> We're the Mishpocha, the family with a Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people. We're the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile. It's finally come down to form one new man. <laughs> Getting ready, Mishpocha, to blow the grandest shofar or the grandest trumpet in Zion. We want everyone, everywhere, to hear the good news. We want everyone everywhere to be red hot for the Messiah. Now, I have my good friend, Jonathan Burness, on the phone. And uh, most of you are familiar with his TV show, Jewish Voice, with Jonathan Burness. And uh, Jonathan, uh, uh, you came out with a concept that, uh, frankly, I haven't seen anyone do before. And that is, I've seen people have scriptures to meditate on God's Word and, and list them and tell us to med- meditate, rightfully so. But you came out with it uh, on a CD as well as in a book with a special way so that anyone can read biblical Hebrew instantly. Um, why the Hebrew? Most people don't understand Hebrew. Well, Sid, I, I believe that Hebrew uh, is, has a, a unique power to it, uh, and I believe it's connected to Romans 11.25, which I think is often misinterpreted. It says that a blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. And I think it's not—I don't believe it's talking about a full number, as many interpret, but a fullness coming back to the Church, a restoration, as Acts talks about, a restoration of all things— and part of this divine restoration, and I believe that it's a last day's restoration, is the revival of a, a, the Jewish roots, or a restoration of the Jewish roots of our faith, and that includes the language of Hebrew, which I believe is dynamic and powerful, and uh, has as part of a restoration that began with uh, in the 1800s with Hebrew coming back to a people that had been wandering for almost 2,000 years, the Jewish people who are now back in the land, and the national language in Israel is the language of Hebrew. I believe this is a modern-day miracle, Sid, and I believe that Christians can, can uh, uh, tap into this uh, amazing restoration. Well, as far as I'm concerned, uh, there is something, uh, not only is the language supernatural, it was prophesied they'd be speaking it again in the streets of Judah, uh, but it is, there's something about sound. For instance, I interview psalmists, and some of them, literally, they have portals to heaven for peace or for healing or, or for various uh, things, but uh, there's something about Hebrew that opens up the heavens. Um, what, what do you feel about that? Well, I, I believe that God responds to any language, but I believe there's a, a unique anointing on Hebrew, and some have suggested, said, I, I can't tell you dogmatically this is the case, but that when the Lord spoke the world into existence and said, let there be light, he was speaking this forth in Hebrew as a creative force, uh, so I believe I believe that Hebrew does have a supernatural di- dimension to it. There's there's frequencies that resonate in the Hebrew. H- how sp- how detailed uh, I, I I don't I don't get into, but I, I do believe that there is a very unique power to Hebrew. It's it's called the language of the prophets, the tongue of the prophets, 
And uh, I believe it's, it's part of, a, of an end-time restoration. Now, in Jeremiah 31, 23, Jonathan, read that verse. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, they shall again use this speech in the land of Judah and in its cities when I bring back their captivity. Boy, how much more specific can you get? I, I, I can just tell you the way it affects me. I love to hear the language of Hebrew. Uh, and uh, tell me about how, the, how this prophecy of God's Word, that once again, the, the, the words of this supernatural language will be restored in Israel. How did it come about? modern restoration of Hebrew goes back to the uh, latter part of the 19th century, actually the middle part, the 1860s and 70s, through a a man that God called to move back to uh, Israel before it was uh, restored as the nation of Israel, a man named Eliezer ben Yehuda. And he was responsible for the restoration of the Hebrew language. He spent the majority of his life uh, developing ancient Hebrew into a modern spoken language that could be used by a people because he was confident that one day the Jewish people would re- be restored back to the land. And it came to pass, Sid, in 1948, Israel supernaturally in a day was restored back to the Jewish people, the birth of the, uh, the, uh, the modern birth of the state of Israel. And then in 1967, with Jerusalem coming back into Jewish hands, I think this uh, was the singular greatest event in the last a century to signal the near return of Jesus to this. And, and, and you know what's so amazing about our God is here he said the Jewish people will be scattered to the four corners of the earth. He prophesied they'd be maintained as a distinct people. He prophesied a land would be born in a day, and he prophesied from the four corners of the earth we would return, but when we returned, we spoke the language of whatever country we were scattered to. So if if Eliezer ben Yehuda had not restored modern Hebrew, how could we communicate with one another? Yeah, it was a, a miracle. Sid, there's three restorations, just to continue on this, that are absolutely supernatural. One is the restoration of the Jewish people scattered to the nations of the world back to their land after almost 2,000 years. There was only a remnant of Jewish people living in Israel after the uh, destruction of Jerusalem and the Temple in 70 AD. We uh, were scattered to the remote parts of the earth, but since 1948, God has gathered us back as a people, and there's more Jewish people living in Israel today, that little sliver of land the size of New Jersey than any other place in the world, including America. Secondly, he's restoring our faith. Jewish people are coming to faith in the God of Israel through the Messiah. Eyes are being opened. There's more Jewish people that believe in Jesus today than any time since the first century. And then the third is the restoration of the modern language of Israel. They're all tied together. They're all supernatural, and we're experiencing this before our very eyes, Bible prophecy being fulfilled. Now, tell me about this beautiful book and CD that's included, titled Confessing the Hebrew Scriptures. Okay, said I have to give credit where credit is due, and you played a role in this, believe it or not. A number of years ago, you, you confessed healing scriptures and put them to music. 
and I listened to those tapes. I don't even know if they ever came out in CD. It was a while ago. They were on cassette tapes, and I listened to those. I sent those to friends, and it, it was soothing for the soul. The, the faith came alive for healing and health through the confession of God's Word. I'm a big believer in confessing the Word of God. Faith is built as we confess the Word of God. But then I coupled that with a a um, method that I had learned uh, growing up in synagogue, and that is the the idea of transliteration. Most Jewish people can't read the Hebrew, and so our prayer books transliterate the Hebrew into English, phonetic English, to sound out the Hebrew, and so then we can follow along using the phonetics. Now, I learned to read Hebrew, but the, the, the um, transliteration was kind of a cheat sheet that, that uh, we could use to uh, speak out the prayers in synagogue. And what I've done is I've taken that method, that transliteration. Now, that was done because so many Jews relocated to all the four corners of the earth, as God prophesied, uh, and they and, and they uh, did not know how to speak Hebrew after several generations. So it had to be started, a system like this. And it, it's actually a supernatural way for anyone that never went to Bible school of any sort or a language school of any sort to be speaking the biblical language. That's right, Sid. In five minutes, you can sit down, put the, put the CD on, and you can be speaking in Hebrew without any Hebrew background or training or education whatsoever, and you can actually speak these scriptures out, following along in the Hebrew and the tra- and, and using the transliteration. You can be speaking forth, uh, confessing the Hebrew scriptures related to uh, the name of God, Jehovah Shalom, or Adonai Shalom, the Lord our peace, the Lord our completion. And now, you have scriptures about the word shalom, peace, but most people think of that's what it means, peace, but it means so much more. Explain. Well, shalom is one of the greatest words in the Hebrew language. It means much more than just peace, although it does bring with it a supernatural peace, but it also means well-being. It means wholeness, and and, and the greatest uh, translation, I think, of shalom is completion, to bring to completion. When we're uh, exhorted in Psalm 122.6 to pray for the peace, the shalom of Jerusalem, in fact, God is asking us to pray for his plan and purpose for the land and people of Israel to be brought to completion, fullness. So that's why, you know, many people say, now, why did God pick only one city in the whole world to, that we're admonished to pray for, and that's what Psalm one twenty two six pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and then he makes a promise connected with it: they shall prosper. And the word prosper in the Hebrew, talk about peace, means heart peace. You shall have heart peace because you're praying for the completion of everything that God has prophesied so Jesus can come back and rule this earth. We certainly need something better than Democrats or Republicans. (laughs) We sure do, Sid. And something that's really exciting is that first pray for the shalom, the peace of Jerusalem, they shall prosper that love thee which means there's a promise of prosperity connected to that, is also the word shalom. Pray for the shalom of Jerusalem, of Israel, and God will shalom you. He'll prosper you back. He'll give you peace. He'll give you wholeness. He'll, he'll complete the work he began in you. It's, it's just amazing. As you, as you sow that prayer into Israel, 
he, he pours it back into us. That word is shalom. Now, this is brand new, but we've already field tested this, and people are listening to this in the Hebrew because it's, it's the CD has beautiful, relaxing music. Then you hear the promise in Hebrew. Then you hear the promise in English. And you can also, since it's transliterated, and the most beautiful pictures in this book, and it's really a book that you'd be proud to put on a coffee table. What a conversation piece you're going to have in your home. Uh, and, And so as people do this at night, they get totally relaxed. And I believe, as you've just pointed out, the word shalom is completeness in all the promises of God. So we're making this book available for a gift of $35. It's called The Lord is Peace. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697, Nine seven. Jonathan and I went to the former Soviet Union several times, uh, and you, t- how did you even come up with the concept of to go there and do a special uh, event of Jewish music and dance for the Jewish community? Where did I know it came from God, but but how did it happen? I, Sid, just reflecting back on the whole experience, it, it, it was a, a process that began with a need that I identified, it, uh, that I identified uh, which was the plight of Soviet Jews, and then the, the conviction in my heart that the Lord dropped in my heart that he wanted me to be involved in this somehow. So out of obedience and faith, I went to Russia back in 1990, and just out of, I walked in the light that I had, and I met many, many Jewish people that were very open to the gospel, which led to more trips back and forth. And then the Lord spoke to me very clearly on an airplane in 1992 and said, go back to my people and, uh, and proclaim the good news. And I was reading Matthew 24:14, where Yeshua was saying that the, before the end will come, the gospel has to go to every ethnos. In, in, in Greek, uh, the, the word ethnos, which is translated uh, nation, is people group. And so understanding that the gospel is to the Jew first, I simply uh, uh, went back in faith and this plan unfolded. It's all about faith, Said I have to tell you, the Bible's so clear that without faith, it's impossible to please God. The fight of every believer is the fight of faith. And it really was the, the, the call of God and, and the response in faith that brought this all about. Well, well I, I want to take you back to the first night, there were advertisements. I was with you and some Messianic Jewish music groups. And that first night, we didn't know what to expect. So, uh, you know, we ran ads. It's never been done before. It's a foreign country. You need translators. And the auditorium was packed. And then when you gave the altar call, explain that moment because I know what happened inside of me. I was there. But you explain that moment of what happened inside of you. Well, you know, you're right. None of us knew what to expect. I, I had these, these dreams of this, these nightmares of an empty hall, and it, this is a 4,000-seat hall, and I have all my friends there, including you and Joyce, and I'm thinking this is going to be a disaster, and I'm going to be embarrassed, and 
that the enemy will do that, but said to our amazement, the hall was packed. We had to turn people away. And uh, when the time came uh, in the music for me to share, I just went out with a microphone and with a spotlight, and I told people how the Lord had changed my life. I shared some scriptures, just very simple scriptures about uh, the Messiah uh, standing at the door of our heart and knocking, and uh, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then I gave a simple invitation for people that wanted to respond to come forward and said, to, to, to my shock, uh, almost the whole auditorium got out of their chairs and, and, and came down uh, the altars, just pouring down. But, but I saw something even beyond that, Jonathan. In addition to what you're saying, I saw Jewish people running to get saved. I've never seen that before in my life. <laughs> I haven't either, Sid. And, and most of the people in that hall were Jewish. There were very few people who weren't Jewish, and they did. They came running down the aisle and the, with their arms outstretched, tears on their faces, and I did everything I could to fight back the tears because even now, as I, as I talk about it, I'm just gripped by, by that picture. It, it was, I've, I've never seen anything like it uh, before that. And then, of course, in the years that followed, we saw football stadiums filled mostly with Jewish people open to the gospel and responding to the gospel. Said we're living in remarkable days. But you know what? I want to see, because I believe the greatest miracles, the greatest evangelism the world has ever seen is about ready to happen. So I want those that are listening to be mentored by what you did, and I did it right along with you because we've been friends all these years, what you did, what were, would you say are the major keys that allowed you to accomplish and be used by God like he used you? Well, Sid, I, I believe that everything we do that's lasting uh, is done by faith. Uh, again, we're to fight the good fight of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. It's all about walking in faith. And when we walk in faith, we're able to hear the voice of God. And I believe that the Scripture teaches two ways that we can build up faith, that we can walk in faith and actually grow in faith. And the first one is praying in other tongues. I love in the book of Jude where we have this, uh, this warning against those that have become sensual, which means to be sense-controlled, controlled by the senses. They have been overtaken by materialism, by the cares of this world. Uh, they've been deceived because the mind, unrenewed said, is against the things of God. And then the exhortation in verse 17 is, but you, dear friends, you don't have to be this way. You can rise above the senses, verse 20 and 21. You, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. How? By praying in the Holy Spirit. And I believe that's talking about other tongues. And one thing that we've done together over the years, said, is times of fasting and prayer where we spend hours praying in other languages, and it builds up our faith. It releases things. Yeah, you know, both of us, as new believers in the Messiah, we came in, uh, there was the, the charismatic movement was going, the full gospel businessmen. Churches would not say, go to the back room and we'll pray for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in a supernatural language. It hadn't been demoted to the back room or out of the church. Uh, and, and you and I would pray days in tongues. And 
at that time, I have to tell you, Jonathan, I knew it was God. I knew it was important, but I didn't know how important it was. Because when we pray in supernatural languages, we are, first of all, talk about faith. We're, we're prophesying our future, and we're prophesying our future in perfect prayers with no unbelief, and the devil can't even understand what we're saying. I am convinced that when you and I were praying in tongues all those years ago, I was prophesying the ministry, it's supernatural. You were prophesying the uh, amazing things you've done over the years, and we didn't even have a clue. Not only that, Sid, but through praying in other tongues and bypassing my mind and building my spirit, which is how we hear the voice of God, by the way, with our spirit, not with our mind, uh, I moved into new dimensions of intercession, of travail, uh, of supplication, and I had these experiences, Sid, as as you remember, uh, where I would be brought down to the ground and travail. I was giving birth to things that I didn't even understand, and I believe that that was the preparation for the outpouring of the Spirit in the former Soviet Union that we both— and, and, and others that were praying in tongues with us, they would start travailing, and it's almost like a woman giving birth. That's what we were both doing. We were giving birth. But then the second key— is meditating on God's Word. That's why I'm so excited to be releasing your brand new book, Confessing the Hebrew Scriptures, The Lord is Peace. And these are scriptures that you've personally selected on having peace. And as you explained in yesterday's broadcast, the word peace is shalom, but it means completeness in all the blessings, in all the favor, in all the promises of God. And you have it in Hebrew, and you listen to a uh, uh, native-born Israeli speak the promises in Hebrew— then you have it transliterated so anyone can speak Hebrew, uh, and, and they, they can speak it out in the promises in the original Hebrew. There's something so supernatural. There's something supernatural about the spoken word. I mean, the whole earth was created with the words of the living God, but it's being spoken in Hebrew. It's changing every, the chemistry of your body, um, and then it's in English and you have a CD, so not only can they read it phonetically uh, as, as this transliteration method that the Jewish community developed uh, so that we could read Hebrew, but now instantly people can read it in Hebrew, uh, and, and people are taking this book and this powerful CD. They're going to sleep with it at night. They're doing it during the day. They're making it a wonderful gift, it, and the book is so beautiful, it, it would make Make a beautiful book to just put on the coffee table, and we're making it available for a gift of $35. Uh, Jonathan, tell me, uh, uh, we did this once before on, on Hebrew Scriptures on healing. Tell me what feedback you got from the people that got a hold of this kit. Sid, do I have time to read a quick letter? Go for it. Okay, I got it. Uh, we just released uh, Adonai or Jehovah Shalom. It's brand new. Uh, but the healing one has been out for a couple of years on scriptures that confess uh, or proclaim the Lord as our healer and health. And I got a beautiful uh, 
letter from a pastor that says that she, uh, she had, he had a woman in her congregation who was dying with leukemia. I ordered the set for her. The doctors gave her 10 to 12 days to live. I gave her the CD and asked her to listen to it continually. With our prayers, our faith, and the scriptures in Hebrew, God healed her. The same doctors came in and told her that she does not have any leukemia cells at all, plus her body is producing the blood again, and she's not dying, but will live to declare the works of the Lord. Now, in yesterday's broadcast, I was speaking to my good friend Jonathan Burness. Uh, You're familiar with him. Perhaps you've seen him on television, Jewish Voice with Jonathan Burness. Uh, And uh, we were talking about uh, when— we many years ago. How many years ago was that? We used to pray in tongues and supernatural languages. Jonathan said it will be. We're coming up on thirty years. It was uh, 1984, 85, 86. So. so, so we used to get together for uh, for days of prayer and fasting and praying in tongues. And uh, you started doing things that, frankly, you didn't understand and I didn't understand. As we got deeper into praying in tongues. He started travailing like a woman in childbirth, and we didn't even know what was going on. But when you pray in supernatural languages, you are prophesying your future. Uh, and, and by the way, the devil doesn't have a clue. And I'm reminded of another experience, Jonathan, that we had. Uh, we both went to a camp meeting uh, with Kenneth Hagen, and he called uh, us forward. And he prophesied over me in English. And then he prophesied over you. But uh, what happened to you when he started to prophesy? Well, the power of God came all over me, and he began to speak in, in other tongues, in other languages. I believe he was prophesying directly to my spirit. And it could have been about the call to Russia, the Jewish people in Russia and the former Soviet Union. But uh, I knew that something was going on. It was bypassing my mind. Frankly said, maybe what he was saying, if I had processed it with my mind, I would have uh, been in unbelief. But because it came out in other tongues, it went directly into my spirit and released faith. But I, I found it interesting. He did that because he did not want the devil to even hear this word. I'm convinced of that. And the presence of God, I mean, you were out. <laughs> you didn't even—I had to tell you what happened because you didn't know what was going on. I know. Uh, and actually, I, the, I'll tell you when it was. It was January 26th, 1995. And let me read to you. The, mine was in English. And this is what what he prophesied over me. Earnest, sincere desires, hungry in your spirit, will be satisfied. Fullness, 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 ability imparted onto you. And then he began to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Stand the test, win the battle, do the work, great work, great work. Many will be gathered, many, 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 many. And you know what? I have found since that point when he started doing ha, 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 that when I pray in supernatural languages, when the prayer has gotten to heaven and it really has gotten through, I start speaking ha, 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 ha. And I know that that, I'm laughing at the devil. You don't have a clue of what I'm saying, Mr. Devil. You must be going sugar. You must be going crazy. (laughs) That's right. There's a release, and I'll even begin to laugh uh, hysterically sometimes. 
when, when something's been broken in the spirit. And then it materializes in the flesh. It's an amazing thing, first in the spirit, then in the natural. And, and you had to raise ridiculous sums of money to uh, bring all the people from the United States to the former Soviet Union and do these big Jewish uh, concerts and dance festivals and outreaches. Uh, and uh, I'm convinced, again— you were even prophesying the money that would come in for it, and you had it come in in a very supernatural fashion. Absolutely true, and I'm sure that was the case. Uh, Sid, when we uh, had our first outreach, and you remember that big, beautiful hall, like the Carnegie Hall of St. Petersburg, when I rented that hall, I had no money. No money at all. No money for the hall rental, no money for the advertising, no money for the plane tickets, no money for the hotel, no money for the sound and lights, nothing, nada. And uh, through prayer, I believe much of it's supernatural in other tongues, I got a call from someone I had never met who ended up paying for about 80% of the entire event. One person never met, met him, and he heard about me and called me right before I left for Russia. But uh, I've got to impress on those that we're mentoring right now. If you and I, some 30 years ago, did not spend days praying and fasting and speaking in supernatural languages, I don't believe these things would have happened. I mean, when I walk around its supernatural ministry and I realize we have state of the state of the art and the buildings all paid for and we're all over the world and we're going now in the Spanish language and we're, uh, we're in the Russian language all over the former Soviet Union and we're in the Farsi language, and I say, who could possibly have believed that? Uh, but Jonathan, you said there was a second key in addition to speaking in tongues that triggered your faith. What was that? There, there is said. Let me just say this: that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I don't believe that anything of lasting value. I'm talking about that which remains after the the wood hand stubble is burned away happens any other way than through faith. Unless the Lord build the house, those who labor, labor in vain, and that is built through faith. The second way that I believe we can build faith and hear from God and, and, uh, and release uh, things prophetically and, and uh, see creative miracles is through the Word of God, confession of the Word of God, Romans 1.17 tells us that faith comes from hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, that verse has the hearing twice in it, and that's not by accident. I don't want people to miss this. There's two kinds of hearing, everyone. There's hearing with the natural ear, and there's hearing, secondly, with the ear of the Spirit. And the gateway to the ear of the Spirit is the natural ear. We confess the Word of God. We confess the Word of God. We confess the Word of God, and eventually it, we hear it with the inner ear of our spirit, and when it gets into our spirit, it releases faith. Faith is built up, and then when we confess it against it, it it's creative. It, it's, it has force, and it, drop, it becomes what we decree drops into the natural realm, and we see it come to pass. Let me read a prophecy from Malachi chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. It blew me out of the water when I read this the other day. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him. For those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name 
they shall be mine. There's that meditating again. Yeah, and that, med- that word meditation is, is, in Hebrew, is different than the Christian concept of meditation. The Christian concept of, of meditation is to reflect with the mind. But the Hebrew, which is the word Haggah, and that should be familiar to Jewish people listening, we have the Haggadah, which is to tell the story of Passover, is, is to confess. It's to groan, to sigh, to mutter, to speak forth. And when God uh, uh, exhorted Joshua to be strong and to take the land, he said, meditate, confess, speak forth, mutter on my word day and night. And if you do that, you'll be successful and you'll take the land. Now, let's go to this beautiful coffee table book, Confessing the Hebrew Scriptures with a CD inside, and it's called The Lord is Peace. Uh, Take me through this. Okay, Sid, this is a workbook. Uh, that's what I call these, uh, these, this series on confessing the Hebrew Scriptures. It's a workbook. It is a beautiful bound book that would be a great uh, coffee table book filled with beautiful, restful pictures, but it is a workbook. So in the back there's a CD. You put the CD in, and you begin to follow along in the English and the Hebrew, and then I employ a, uh, a technique, a system that I learned growing up in synagogue called transliteration. Uh, very few Jewish people can actually read Hebrew anymore, and so our prayer books have this transliteration, which is phonetically signing, sounding out the Hebrew in English so we can read along and be part of the prayers in the synagogue. Well, I've employed that method to this workbook, so without any study, without any knowledge of Hebrew, in five minutes you can be confessing scriptures related to this name of God, Jehovah Shalom, or Adonai Shalom, uh, peace, rest, uh, uh, breaking through uh, anxiety and uh, depression and fear and so on, and you're actually confessing the Word of God in the Hebrew language along with a Hebrew speaker on the CD with beautiful music in the background, and said, by doing that, you're speaking in the tongue of the prophets, scriptures that directly combat anxiety, fear, tension, depression, and the word shalom is related to completion, to wholeness, and it it actually drops into your spirit eventually. You're building faith. It it changes you. I promise anyone who will actually put this to work will be changed in a week. Now, of course, this is brand new, but you have had a similar one out on healing, but you know what? This combines both of them, because as you explained, the word shalom means completeness, complete in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. And so every area of life, but in this day and age we're living in, I mean, many feel, as the Orthodox Jews do, uh, that we're in the footsteps of Messiah, Uh, and everything that can shake is going to be shaken And if you have built into your spirit the shalom, the completeness of God, no weapon formed against you can prosper. But what types of feedback did you get when you did this several years ago? Uh, What types of healings and and testimonies did you get? Well, we had some great testimonies, Sid. Uh, We had people that were completely delivered, supernaturally delivered. I had a, a very touching letter from a pastor who, who actually heard about this uh, um, 
resource on your program, and they ordered the the workbook, uh, Jehovah uh, uh, Rofeka, the Lord our Healer, and he gave it to a woman in his church who was dying of leukemia, and she began to play it. In fact, the doctors gave her 10 to 12 days to live. Uh, he gave her the CD and the workbook. She she listened to it continually. She confessed these scriptures, and she was completely healed. The doctors declared that she was completely healed, that she didn't even have leukemia cells in her body at all. And then her body began to produce blood cells again, and she, she has lived to declare the works of the Lord. Amazing testimony, and it's just one of many that we received through people that have received this and put it to work in their life. Okay, this beautiful coffee table book is available for a gift of $35. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697, On yesterday's broadcast, uh, we were talking about uh, the most amazing difference, so few Christians understand this, of the Jewish or Hebrew understanding of the word meditate. Uh, would, would you explain that again, Jonathan? I will, Sid. There's two kinds of meditation. Actually, there's two words in Hebrew. The one that's similar to the Christian concept uh, of meditation uh, is the idea that we are um, using our mind to reflect on the Scripture. Uh, the, the word uh, is sicha, uh, and it has to do with rehearsing in one's mind or thoughts. So this is the Christian concept. But the Hebrew concept is very different. It's the word Haggah. And we get from that the Haggadah, which means to tell or retell the story of Passover, and it literally means to groan to sigh, to mutter, or to speak. So while the Christian concept is derived really from more of a Latin contemplation, idea of contemplation and reflection and thought, uh, Hebrew is the idea of speaking forth. And that's what we find in Joshua 1.8, where Joshua was told to be strong and be courageous, and uh, he'll be successful if he does one thing, meditates, confesses the word of God, and he's told to keep the word on his mouth, not in his mind and heart, but on his mouth. And so this is a very, very important key, Sid. We build faith when we confess the word of God. We hear it, we confess it, we hear it, and eventually it gets into our spirit and faith is released. Oh, well, you, you talk about Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Uh, it's almost like the, the, our words are magnets of blessings or curses. They absolutely are. I meet people, that, and you can see that they're beaten down and, and, and very insecure. And when you really probe, Sid, you find out that they have been reinforced growing up with negative words. They've been told by their parents, you're no good, you're never going to amount to anything, you're good for nothing. And sadly, they, they come to believe it, and it takes the power of God. It takes deliverance to break free from that. But when when children are reinforced with the Word of God, you are uh, a, a, a child of God. Greater is he that is in you that he, than he that is in the world. You can do all things through the Messiah who strengthens you. It also 
brings life to them. And, uh, and yeah, Give me an example of someone that you instructed to meditate, what was wrong with them and what happened to them. Okay, I remember as a pastor, a, a, a woman who really was, I was very endeared to, a very sweet woman, but she suffered from terrible depression. Said you could see it all over her face. And uh, how long did she have this problem? Well, like the woman with the issue of blood, she, she had suffered from this for for decades, more than 20 years. She had gone to doctors, specialists, uh, uh, therapists. She had tried everything, and she was still just covered with depression. It was like a blanket. It, it was interwoven into her personality. And I counseled her, and I counseled her. I was a relatively young pastor, said, and it went nowhere. Then the Lord spoke to me as I was praying for her and told me to do one thing, give her scriptures that, uh, that she can begin to confess, give her a homework assignment. And so I, I, when I met with her the next time, I didn't go through an hour of, of back-and-forth counseling and ideas and, and the wisdom of man. I said, Sue, Susan, this, these are scriptures that I want you to begin to confess. Like greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us and gave himself for us. I gave her those scriptures. She came in the next week, said she was a different person. But you could see it all over her face. She had joy. She had peace. She had been set free, not by my intensive counseling, but by confessing the Word of God again and again and again until it broke those demonic forces. So somebody just got delivered as I spoke, said. I just felt it. Now, well, I'm going to tell you something. This brand new book, and it is brand new, Confessing the Hebrew Scriptures, The Lord is Peace. Uh, Jonathan, describe to me, when they get this in the mail, what they will receive, uh, and uh, we're going to play a selection from the CD after you do that. Okay, they're going to get a beautiful, hardbound uh, coffee table book filled with gorgeous pictures that reflect peace and tranquility and rest. Shalom is an amazing word, Sid, that doesn't mean just peace, but it means wholeness, it means prosperity, it means well-being, it means to be to brought to completion. And then they'll see about 50 scriptures, both Old and New Testament, that have the English, below it the Hebrew, and then below that something called transliteration. This is the phonetic English of the Hebrew, and then in the back there is a CD that's, that's uh, 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 in the book. They pull the CD out. And they begin to play the CD, and they hear this beautiful, soft, meditative music, and then the confession of these scriptures in English and then in Hebrew. And what they do is they begin to confess along with the Hebrew speaker these scriptures, and they can speak perfect Hebrew without any background, without any experience, without any education. Now, I can see entire families doing this. Uh, they, they sit down. The, the little children, the mother, the father, and and read it in the Hebrew, listen to it in the Hebrew, and Hebrew is unlike any other language in the world. It is a supernatural language. It was prophesied it would be restored in Israel someday. They would speak it in the streets of Judah and and the and the cities of Israel, uh, and this has happened. Uh, but I believe that as they listen to this at night or during the day, 
You're, t- you're taking in the Word of God, and it's becoming flesh inside of you. And the days we're living in, if you're not speaking in your supernatural languages, if you're not meditating on the promises of God's Word, uh, you may go to heaven, but you may go sooner than God wants you to. Uh, so, Jonathan, tell me about a, a, a verse that we're going to play in a moment. Uh, Jer- yeah, I'm going to read from Jeremiah 29. This is actually in the book. Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 13, and then you can hear the CD with the music, and and it's spoken in Hebrew. One of my favorite scriptures, it says this, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. Okay, let's hear the CD. And remember, you're hearing this by a native-speaking Israeli. You're being able to read it in this amazing method that has taught Jews all over the world to instantly read Hebrew. It's called transliteration. And you're hearing the music, and you're hearing the words in English. Uh, And then I want you—you know, when you go to bed then at night, if you're listening to it just before you go to bed or you're reading it in this beautiful book, guess what you'll be dreaming about all night? You'll be dreaming these promises. So let's listen to it right now. Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 13. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord— thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. ולא לרעה, לתת לכם אחרית ותקווה. וקראתם אותי, והלכתם והתפללתם אליי, ושמעתי עליכם. וביקשתם אותי ומצאתם, כי תדרשוני בכל לבבכם. Okay, you just heard in Hebrew and English, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Uh, Jonathan, what does that verse mean to you? Well, Sid, this is the context of this is that it's a great scripture in the midst of a bad chapter. The chapter uh, is their, their captivity in Babylon, but the Lord says, I'm not finished with you. I have a plan for you. I have a, 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 a good plan for you, and he has a plan for all of us. That word peace, shalom, doesn't just mean peace, uh, Sid. Some translations say, I have a, my plan is to prosper you. Shalom is prosperity. It's God's prosperity. Not to, uh, to, to inflict evil or ra in Hebrew upon us, but to give us a future and a hope. God has a destiny for each and every one of us, an intended destination. That's what the Hebrew word acharit means, which you, which you hear in the Hebrew text. That's an expected end, a destiny. He brings us to the place where we complete our purpose for this life and hear him say, good and faithful servant, well done. Sid, how do we get to that destination? By the hearing the voice of God. How do we hear the voice of God? By praying in other tongues, by confessing the word of God, by building faith into our spirit so that we can 
do what we see him doing. It gives us ears to hear and eyes to see. Jonathan, there's a better way to combat uh, anxiety and stress and worry and fear than medicines. That's right, Sid. A doctor will prescribe antidepressants or, or sedatives. We don't need any of that because there is a prescription in the Word of God against anxiety, against tension, against stress, against depression, and it's confessing the Word of God. We all know the Scripture where Jesus says, Come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble, and you will find rest for your souls. But we don't find rest unless we get that truth into our spirit man. And the way that we do that, I believe, according to Romans ten seventeen, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, is to confess the scripture, to hear it day in, day out. And I will challenge anyone listening uh, to confess that scripture in front of the mirror 20 times a day and watch what happens. Your anxiety begins to go to fade. The tension begins to disappear. The, the depression will lift. Uh, the uh, stress will begin to come off of you. It's because the Word of God is, is a live Sid, but we have to uh, activate it through hearing it and getting it into our spirits. And, and that's why I've been doing these books, because I believe in the power of confessing the Word of God. Sid, it works. I have to tell you, um, I interviewed recently Perry Stone, and he told me the last prophetic word that his dad had before he went to heaven uh, was that there are demons released on planet Earth where people that are good believers will start getting thoughts of, uh, of sexual sin and just things they wouldn't even want to have inside of them. And they wonder, where is this coming from? And as the prophecy was, only those that are speaking in supernatural languages will have a defense against this. And so if you do those two keys that Jonathan has been speaking about all week, and that is speak in supernatural languages and confess God's Word, meditate on God's Word, and I can't explain this, but there are frequencies in words. And there, when, when you speak God's Word in Hebrew, you're going into a heavenly frequency. Uh, musicians understand this. Psalmists understand this. And God understands this. So when you put the three together and you confess God's Word and meditate on God's Word, uh, this is a promise from God. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Not one. Not one weapon formed against you will prosper. And as a matter of fact, a lot of people see what's going on, Jonathan, with the economy, with politics, with uh, terrorism, with natural disasters. And they're wondering what in the world is going on. But I look at it as the greatest time to be able to be a light in a dark world in the history of planet Earth. I agree with that, Sid. You know what? As you're talking about the, the word that Perry's father had, it reminds me of the book of Jude. That's the exact picture 
of the book of Jude. People are being overcome with sensuality. People are being overcome with wickedness. They're, they're, they're caught up in the material plane. They're working things out with their mind, and they're under this attack of the enemy. And then Jude exhorts us, but you, beloved, you can build up your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in other tongues. And when you do that, you're building faith up. You're building an immunity against the works of the evil one in our lives, and you're released into a supernatural realm where you have ears to hear and eyes to see what the Spirit of God is saying, and confessing the Word of God works the same way. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Tell me what you're, in your innermost being, you feel where we are prophetically in end times. Well, I, I'm not going to set any dates because uh, everyone... You don't want to be stoned. I know why. But go ahead. <laughs> Israel's been restored as a nation. Jerusalem is back under the hands of the Jewish people. The blindness is coming off of the eyes of the Jewish people in greater numbers than ever before. And Sid, I have the, the privilege of seeing something that most people don't see. And that is, I'm traveling to places like Zimbabwe, Ethiopia... Manipur and Mizoram, India, and I am encountering ancient Jewish tribes that are likely connected to the lost tribes of Israel, and they're receiving the gospel. Many of them now are going back to Israel, the Bene Menashe, the children of Menashe in Manipur, India, uh, who we've been working with for years and have been wide open to the gospel. Well, well, don't the rabbis believe that these lost tribes have to be restored before the Messiah comes? Absolutely. The, the scriptures are filled with prophecies that in the last days, God would regather the remnant of Israel. Uh, Isaiah 11 is one of the greatest. He, he says that uh, he'll regather the outcasts of Israel, and it's directly connected to the return of Jesus to this earth. We live in, we're living in a prophetic time, said the last of the last days. I'm sure of that. Well, I'll tell you what, all this week, Jonathan, this presence of God has been so strong within me and upon me, and I believe it's because of this tool that uh, the Holy Spirit directed you to create. It's a beautiful coffee table book, hardback, obviously, and the artwork is so magnificent in this, Uh, and you have the Hebrew scriptures. Uh, It's written in Hebrew, then it's transliterated, so anyone can instantly read the Hebrew. They sound like a native-born Israeli, and just in case they they don't, you have a CD where a native-born Israeli is reading this with beautiful music, and then you have the promises in English. This one is called The Lord is Peace, which brings everything into focus to meditate on, because the word peace means completeness. In other words, complete in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body and you have the promises, you meditate on God's Word day and night. And what what did God tell Joshua? He told Joshua to meditate, to confess the Word of God, to keep it in his mouth, and he would be successful in everything that he did. And that is true today for everyone listening. But, but I believe this presence of God that's come on me, it's for a lot of reasons. But one of the main reasons is to get this tool in the hands of everyone that's listening. What a beautiful gift 
to give to people. I'll tell you one thing. It's a gift they're not going to get from anyone else, and it's a gift that will allow them to be the head, not the tail in the last days. And we're making this beautiful package, the CD, where the native-born Israeli is speaking in Hebrew and in English with beautiful music underneath it, uh, and, and, and the book Confessing the Hebrew Scriptures. Uh, it's, uh, it's subtitled, The Lord is Peace. The Lord is Our Completeness. Uh, and just out of curiosity, uh, Jonathan, how old are your daughters now? Eight and a half and two and a half. Well, has, have you tried with the eight-and-a-half-year-old this, this transliteration method where anyone can speak Hebrew, read Hebrew, uh, with not even having a lesson? You kidding me, Sid? I'm doing it with my two-and-a-half-year-old. Well, if a two-and-a-half-year-old can do it, you can do it, too. So we're making the book, the CD, the, the beautiful artwork— all available for a gift of $35. And if I were you, I'd get 10 of them right now, and you've taken care of all your presents for uh, the the next year or so. Um, If you're stingy, if you're not stingy, you better get about 30 or 40 of them because you'll have 30 or 40 presents. No, I'm I'm just teasing with you. But this is the Shabbat broadcast, and I want to bless you. The Lord is blessing you right now. The Lord, he's surrounding you with his favor right now. The Lord is gifting you. Just open your hands and receive gifts from heaven. Only good and perfect gifts come down from your heavenly Father. The Lord is giving you his shalom. He's giving you his completeness in your spirit in your soul, and in your body right now. In the name that is above every name, Yeshua HaMashiach Sikenu, Jesus the Messiah, our righteousness. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. To receive a complimentary copy of our bi-monthly teaching newsletter, materials catalog, or information about becoming Mishpucha or Chalitzim, write to me, Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina. 28278. To place a credit card order, call anytime 1 800 447 2697. For all other calls, the number is 704 943 6500. That's 704 943 
1-800-227-6500. For a CD of this week's broadcast, send a donation to Sid Roth. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.